0: Hey there,
1: welcome to Amateur Tarot Pod. My name is Brian, and I am one of your co-hosts. And my name is Ben. I'm another one of your co-hosts, but I'm I'm typically not used to introducing myself.
0: Yeah, I thought I'd switch it up this time, because I, I listen to other podcasts, and they do it that way, so...
1: Oh, so now we just... We're, if, if other podcasts jumped off a bridge, you would jump off a bridge? Yeah, if it looks fun. Well, how would you know if it looks fun, Brian? Podcasts are not a visual medium. Well, then how would I know if they jumped off a bridge? Well, maybe you would hear it. They would go, ah, flat.
0: Yeah, that would only work if they had incredible Foley work like we do. So if we jump off a bridge, will other podcasts jump off a bridge?
1: I just want to make it clear to the listeners that we we didn't just jump off a bridge. I know that's what it sounded like. They might have thought that that was real.
0: Right. The only reason I know that it wasn't real is because I saw Ben doing those noises with his mouth. Exactly.
1: Anyway, what brings us here today? Well, Brian, what brings us here today is uh, a little something called the Tarot. The Tarot? Now, you may have heard about the Tarot before, but you may not be incredibly familiar with it. Go on. Well, Brian, it's a a system of cards that uh, basically explains stuff in a cosmic sense. You've piqued my interest. Great. Well, on this show, you and I, two non-mystical hosts, use the power of tarot to answer listener questions.
0: Oh. And that's you, Ben Noble. Yes.
1: And you, Brian Dooley.
0: Yeah. I've heard that tarot is really complicated.
1: I've heard that too.
0: And that there's lots of different spreads. I've heard that as well. Uh, And it
1: can get pretty in-depth and complex. Which is why we didn't take the time to learn any of it. Yep. Nope. We didn't. We just turned on the microphones and figured... We'll get there. Yeah, which is
0: the same as anyone with a podcast ever.
1: Yeah, they don't know tarot either.
0: And But they probably know tarot more than us, which is why we're amateurs. Yeah. And we just use a really, really basic spread because we're completely unqualified to do this. Our spread is uh, three cards, Ben. Yep. And in the order we draw them, they indicate the recent past, current actions, and can you guess what
1: the third one is? The guaranteed future outcome that will happen if you follow our advice. That's it. And so we take questions
0: from our queerants every week, and then we answer those questions. And then, if you didn't happen to be the one person in the world who we answered your question this week,
1: we got a little something for you. It's called the card of the week. It's called the card of the week. You can probably figure out what that means, but we'll tell you later. Yeah. Right now... Let's go
0: ahead and try and ignore those sirens and jump into Queerance Corner.
1: And here we are in Queeran's Corner, which is basically just a fancy name for the part where we answer someone's question.
0: And whose question are we answering this week?
1: Well, Brian, this week we're answering
0: Sarah's question. And Sarah asks, how can I practice self-acceptance? How can I love myself? So that's pretty heavy. Yeah. That's a big,
1: big set of questions there. Uh, if you consider two a set, like a big set. Well, it's a
0: small set, but with big contents. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. That? Yeah. Like, if you threw this set off a bridge, it would make a giant
1: splash. <laughs> That's what it would sound like, probably.
0: But we're not throwing this question off a bridge.
1: We're going to okay. deal with it. Yeah because it's important to us. And hopefully we're going to help Sarah throw whatever the opposite of self-acceptance is off a bridge.
0: Yeah. So this week we're going to be using the Golden Botticelli deck. Is it Botticelli
1: or Botticelli? I think it's Botticelli. Yeah.
0: We're using the Golden Botticelli deck, and it's yet another deck of mine that has gold foil all over it, and I love it. Um, and the paintings on it are Renaissance-style paintings, And they're just beautiful. They're really highly detailed. The colors are really lush and deep. And everybody looks beatific and calm.
1: Do you think when Botticelli painted this deck, he was thinking rubes like us would be uh, interpreting the meaning of the tarot on a podcast?
0: I think that's exactly what he had in mind when he did that. I think with every stroke, he was thinking someday... Some amateurs will come along, and they'll really make this deck shine.
1: And once he thought that, do you think he threw himself off of a bridge? I certainly hope not. I hope that he's around today to listen to us. He would be really old. Well, I have no problem with old people. So should we jump into this rating?
0: Let's do it. Again, that question is, how can I practice self-acceptance? How can I love myself? And that's from Sarah. So let's flip over the first card, Ben. Flip. We've got the Queen of
1: Coins. And the Queen of Coins shows a woman holding a coin. A giant coin. A really big one. More of a metal
0: frisbee than a coin.
1: And uh, this card is all about creating a comfortable and secure environment uh, for, for the Queen of Coins and for those around her.
0: And just like every court card, it could represent you. It could represent someone in your life. Uh, If you're dedicating a lot of time to supporting and caring for others around you, then it probably is you. Or if it's someone else in your life, then it's somebody that has kind of a mother-type role who offers love and support, particularly when it comes to creature comforts and a sense of material well-being.
1: The Queen of Coins is about independence and making sure that she's balanced and is able to care for the people, for herself, and for the people that she cares for. And she might indicate efforts working towards a work-life balance or being able to balance life with a lot of uh, intention and care. And I think, you know, that makes a lot of sense, given the question.
0: Yeah. Let's go ahead and flip over our uh, present card.
1: Well, Let me unwrap it. Oh! It's the Five of Wands. It is the
0: Five of Wands. And this Five of Wands is... Can I return this present?
1: (laughs) Can I return it for a better card? No, I think this is just the card that we have. This is where we are. Did you say it's the card that we're dealt?
0: It is the card that we have been dealt. I wish that I could convey in my voice the crestfallen look. I'm sure I have whenever Ben says something like that. But you'll just have to imagine that I always look crestfallen. My crest is completely on the ground all the
1: time. Couldn't go any lower. No. So the Five of Wands implies change. Um, it, it's about being in the middle of tension or conflict that's hurting your ability to move forward with your goals. And it's kind of like a situation where everybody's talking at the same time, talking over each other. Like when you're on the conference call and like everybody's saying something at once and it's like, oh, oh no, wait, uh, you go. You go, and then there's a moment of silence. Nobody says anything, and then everybody starts talking it once again. Yeah, like even if you're working towards the same thing, you can't
0: get a word in edgewise. You can't decide on a way to move forward because everybody's got their own thing going on. And the solution there is to take a breath and let each person air their point of view and then choose the best path forward.
1: So this feeling might be new, To you, Um, you may be used to like being the one that's in charge, that's moving things forward. But uh, it's a time to listen to alternative points of view and allow those to inform your convictions, but also to stand strong in your own beliefs. Um, You know, everybody has something to bring to the table. It's good to hear everybody's opinions, but your opinion also has worth.
0: And this conflict could be internal, and I would say that based on the question, this is an internal conflict that we're dealing with. And though all those different points of view could just be different ways that you talk to yourself, different points of view that you hold that are in contrast to each other.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you may not know what the exact right answer is, but you need to act on, you know, your impulses to effect a change. And so in terms of Sarah's question, the five sort of impacts us in a way that she's thinking about different ways to move forward, different, different reasons towards self acceptance and towards self love. And it's kind of figuring out those reasons and then moving forward.
0: Yeah. And I think that it also indicates that the change is going to be happening. Uh, Kind of like the, the tower card might indicate there's a change coming or there's a change happening and it's, best to prepare yourself for that rather than trying to avoid the change, even if it's difficult, even if there's a lot of voices piping up.
1: All right, let's move into our final card.
0: All right, go ahead and do the honors. Flip. Oh, here's another wand, the Ace of Wands.
1: Now, normally on, like, the Rider weight, like a more standard deck, the, the the wands kind of look like Monty Python Esque art with, like, hands coming out of the clouds, holding up objects. But this one, um, it's it's like a lady, a, a courtly-looking lady, and there's an, a little tiny, like, a tiny person, like, a tiny angel trying to talk to her. And she's like, no, no. She is tiny. She's playing very cool. She's like, no, no, no. The angel is tiny, but is also
0: kneeling. And so at first I thought, but just by the size of their heads, I can tell the angel is a tiny person as well.
1: So... I feel like the Monty Python drawing makes a lot more sense, but I do enjoy this.
0: (laughs) I think that the art on there speaks to the Ace of Wands, the meaning of the Ace of Wands being uh, inspiration and trying to make something happen with passion and creativity pushing you to get something going.
1: So why do you think she's pushing? She's like, no, no, no. And he's like, no, here's some inspiration. She's like, oh, stop it.
0: I think she may just be being coy uh, right there, but in the end, she's going to take that inspiration that the angel is offering with... Which is, it's a plant. Yeah, it's like a shock of wheat.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. like, here's your inspiration. It's a, some it's a wheat. And maybe that's why she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's wheat. <laughs> that's wheat. <laughs> Can you give me something else, like some divine inspiration? No, all I brought for you is wheat.
0: Yeah, but then he's like, I'm an angel. In case you didn't notice, see these wings. So take this week and be inspired.
1: So the Ace of Wands <clears throat> is a card about beginnings. It's the, it's the first card in, like the, in the Wands series. So it's a card about um, moving forward, taking action. And yes, there's going to be more work to do in the future. There's always going to be more to do. But this is kind of the spark or the catalyst that you know is going to push you forward.
0: And if you're uncertain of how to channel your energy or your drive in this, this is the time to prioritize and focus on the one or two things that are really going to fulfill you in the future and get you moving on a positive path.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just to, to bring it all around, we've got the queen of coins who's kind of like this, I was going to use an agriculture metaphor. She's like, fertilizing the soil like she's getting the soil ready in some way you know she's like setting the stage to uh for like comfort and security of herself and those around her and then so this is in your recent past either you or someone
0: else has been setting this stage has been getting things in order for you to be able to deal with this self-care to be able to love yourself
1: Yeah. And so the next thing to do is to kind of like, you're going to be battling yourself in this five of wands territory of like, part of your brain is going to be like, no, you're not worth it. And the other part of your brain is going to be like, yes, I am. And you need to stand firm with that. Yes, I am part of your brain to uh, move forward. Yeah. Another aspect of
0: the five of wands, being able to take the long view and seeing that there is going to be an end to that conflict. So as long as, the righteous voice is winning out then the positive outcome will happen
1: and then our final card the ace of wands is is great in in this future position because it's kind of a new beginning it's saying that you are gonna be inspired and and be able to move forward towards that goal of self-acceptance and self-love and there's a lot of work to be done you know there's always going to be challenges but this is the spark that you need to get started
0: yeah, be on the lookout for angels bearing wheat is really what, really what we're trying to say. Yeah.
1: And I think one more thing that I want to say, even though I would have loved to end on that angel wheat joke, uh, is that the second two cards are both wands, which indicates that, um, you know, in in moving forward towards this goal, it's the wands are all about, like, passion and kind of seizing the moment and not overthinking it. And so I think that's kind of the mindset you want to be in when moving forward with this.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Sarah, for your question. I hope that we and the cards answered it uh, satisfactorily and
1: just ran my glasses into the microphone.
0: I'll leave that in there. That's just another piece of Foley work.
1: Yeah, but it it was a real sound effect. Ben, you liked the Botticelli deck, didn't you? Yeah, I did like the Botticelli deck.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you liked the Botticelli deck. It was nice. Yeah, it, it's beautiful artwork, and everything about it is is kind and calm.
1: No, Brian, don't throw that into don't throw that over a bridge. Uh, now, weird that the know. Botticelli deck like kind of screamed. Yeah,
0: they're pretty lifelike figures. <laughs> Do you think it was Botticelli's ghost? No, Botticelli's
1: still alive, isn't he? Oh yeah. Ben, don't scare me like that. Yeah, sure. Yes, yes, he's still alive.
0: Well, I just wanted to make room for this other deck that Ben. And I would like for you to talk about for our card of the week this week. We are using the Hermetic deck, and uh, Ben, take it away.
1: Um, I, I don't even, I don't know quite where to begin with this deck. Um, it's black and white, and and it's. It's it's very demonic, I guess I would say. Um, it's kind of like uh, if the Bible had pictures, these would be the pictures.
0: <laughs> how does it make you feel? Disturbed.
1: <laughs> how I feel the, frightened.
0: How did the Botticelli deck make you feel before we threw it off a bridge?
1: Uh, I felt really good and calm about it. I felt like I was, uh, you know, just a, just a Renaissance boy. And now, what kind of now I feel like I'm going to hell. (laughs) Now you're a Hellboy. Yeah, like, um, like this this card that I'm just pulling out here, the five of wands, uh, which we just had, but in this deck, um, it says the five of wands, and then if you've ever seen the movie Labyrinth, um, there's like those dancing, those purple dancing dudes dance. No, is that the dance magic dance? No, that's the baby.
0: No, that, uh, yeah. Th-
1: there's the, the dancing like little furry creatures the Jim has. It's like two of those guys, uh, on their heads are on stakes, and then it says Lord of Strife at the bottom, which has got a totally different meaning than the uh, Five of Wands that we just talked about that we threw over the bridge.
0: Yeah. So I was really excited to hear Ben's hot take on this deck. And uh, now we're going to go ahead and flip over the card of the week from the Hermetic deck.
1: Blip. Whoa. It was kind of like a door creaking open, like it was a <laughs> creepy. It was a creepy flip. Uh, so this is the King of Swords. It also says the Prince of Chariots of the Winds. So you whatever know that means.
0: And so out of the little white book that comes with the Hermetic deck, we have uh, King of Swords, Prince of the Chariots of the Winds, Airy, part of Air. Whatever that means. There's uh, the air and the air symbols up in the corner.
1: But what is the non-airy part of air?
0: Well, there's a water part of air, a fire part of air, and an
1: earth part of air. Interesting. Yeah. But is there an air part of earth? So, like, just, okay. Uh, So, the little white book here
0: says, A crown king sits in a chariot drawn by fairies. There are pentagrams upon their youthful foreheads and also on their wands. They wear butterfly wings on their heads and feet. The king bears a sword and a sickle. With the sword, he rules, and with the sickle, he slays. Beneath the cherry are great rain clouds, or nimbai. Above the king is the crest of a butterfly-winged angelic head with a pentagram on its forehead. Rules from 20 degrees Capricorn to 20 degrees Aquarius. Meanings, ideas, thoughts, designs, distrust, suspicion, cautious, controlled but determined that kind of tells you everything
1: you need to know about this deck
0: <laughs> it really does uh it's kind of like you know that thing as i was going to saint ides i met a man with seven wives every wife had nope. seven sacks every sack had seven cats every cat had seven kits, kids cats sacks wives how many were going to saint ides never heard it well now you have um that's the whole nursery
1: rhyme? It sounds like a lot. It sounds like seven to the fourth power, whatever that number is.
0: Yeah. Plus him and the guy that's talking.
1: Oh, plus seven, so plus two. That's, a, that's like a GRE question.
0: But that's what I feel like with the
1: pentagrams on this.
0: Like, it just kept talking about pentagrams and pentagrams and pentagrams, and then butterfly wings and butterfly wings and butterfly wings.
1: All right, Brian, how is this useful?
0: How is it useful? Well, let's just go to the keywords. Okay. Ideas, thoughts, and designs, distrust, suspicion, and caution. Controlled but determined.
1: Yeah, the way that uh, I've always known the King of Swords in uh, less demonic decks is he's like a big, powerful dude who has everything under control and uses his brain power to move his ideas forward. He's also somewhat controlling and domineering.
0: Yes. So what that says for this week is that you need to be the master of your destiny this week. You have what it takes to make things happen. You have the ideas and you're able to execute those ideas. Not execute like with the sickle, but execute like with the sword. Rule. Mm-hmm. Don't slay. We can't stress enough. Don't slay. Unless anyone.
1: it's like slay in like the slang sense of like you're going to slay this week. Like in a good way. Like the good slay. Like the good ill. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Like the kids are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids. Yeah. Um, wait, can we go back to that seven whatever thing? Was one of the elements bags? Yeah. Because this is how many are going. So, like, I don't think I would count the bags because those are living things.
0: That's true. And it makes you think that those sacks are a part of it. Mm-hmm. Say it again. As I was going to St. Ives. I met a man with seven wives. Okay. Every wife had seven sacks. Okay. Every sack had seven cats. Okay. Every cat had seven kits. Okay. Kits, cats, sacks, wives. How many were going to
1: say Okay. Well, I think the sacks is kind of a, a red herring because it's, um. Really, a sack just represents a three, wife. Three, three forty-one is seven, no, three forty-three is seven cubed. Plus one for the man. So it's 344.
0: 344.
1: That's how many are going to St. Ives, wherever that is. And I just, I hope
0: they have enough room for all those cats. I hope it's a... It's going to
1: be hard to check into a hotel with all of that. Ugh, yeah, that's the kind of thing where
0: you just send one of your wives up to the desk and she checks in. And then whenever you get the room key, you all just go as fast as you can into the room with all those cats.
1: I think if it's a problem, you just shut the cats over a bridge.
0: I want to recommend not slaying anything, including cats, by throwing them off a bridge. We in no way endorse animal cruelty. What if other podcasts were?
1: No. If other podcasts were throwing cats off bridges, I would not do that. Brian, I'm glad to see by the end of this episode you finally found some backbone to stand up for what you believe in. All it took was going to St. Ives. And I guess that brings us... uh, Yeah, we've got to check in and... um, you know, I think they're going to start serving dinner. Start or stop serving dinner at the the St. Ives Hotel restaurant soon. So we've got to run to that.
0: Yeah, and I think that one of the sacks is left back on the bridge. Oh no! So I got to go grab that. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for sending in your question this week. We really appreciate it.
1: Yep, and thank you very much to all of our other listeners, uh, especially the ones who uh, figured out the riddle before we did. And were yelling at the radio. Yeah, you were like, 343! 344. 344! Don't forget the man.
0: Right. Or the woman. I mean, since I said it, you think that I'm a
1: man? No, you were just saying 343 because it's a man and then seven wives, the sex, the cats, and the kids. But you, it's 343 without counting the man himself.
0: Then it's 345, because also I'm going. Oh, you're going? Yeah.
1: Well, then it's 346, because I'm with you. Yeah,
0: we're together.
1: Hope they have a table big enough for all of us.
0: I'm not bringing these cats to dinner.
1: All right, well, while Brian and I argue about that, you guys can head on over to AmateurTarot.com. That's our website.
0: Yeah, send us your questions.
1: Yeah, do that, because we'd love to answer them.
0: And you can see some of our cool uh, Lenormand pictures from Dara and any card definitions that we've put up on there.
1: You can also send us a question at immature tarot reading at gmail.com or go to our Twitter at tarot immature and talk to mostly Brian. Yeah. Chat me up and you can get in touch with Ben at making
0: all this up on Twitter and you can get in touch with Brian at Zen Ironman. And finally, please, if you don't want a sack full of cats and kittens to be placed in your house, or if you do, just rate and review us on iTunes and let us know which one you don't want to happen, uh, and we will just rate and review us on iTunes. Also, I lost myself
1: there. Well, so earlier in the card, we were talking about pentagrams a lot. Pentagram five, you can give us five stars. I think we're trying to do, like, a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh. Um, like, what's the little messaging? If you want to be an angel
0: with butterfly wings on your head and your feet, then give us five stars. Give us that pentagram. Yeah. The old iTunes pentagram, that's what they call it. It doesn't cost anything, and it helps us out a lot to get new listeners so that all the burden's not on you. But right now, the burden is on you.
1: All right. Well, the waiter is coming, so we're going to let you go. All right.
0: Uh, thank you so much to Hug Monster Sound for our theme music. And
1: I guess that's it. What are you going to order, Ben? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about ordering the shrimp tartare. That sounds good. I think I'm going to get a chicken cutlet, medium rare. Oh, great. Well, see ya. Bye. That's all I got.